Hello and welcome to Biswell, another episode here. This one is very unique and possibly unusual. We are driving in the car in Alaska and we're going to be giving you a little tour today of Alaska. I recommend flying. Yes. <laughs> That's what I did. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Well, and our other family here with us today had some major issues getting flights and getting delayed, but it might have been just the season that we're in. Hopefully. So Alaska's been on my bucket list for a long time. I'm thrilled to be here and I love just the pure beauty of it. I was doing some research before we got here and I didn't know that Alaska has over 3 million lakes. Oh, I didn't know that either. 3 million Makes sense, lakes. Though. Yeah. Um, any, and then let me just give a few other fun facts and then we can talk specifically about some places that you visited. So Alaska has more than 12,000 rivers. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the stats you told me is the size of Alaska. I have no idea how big it is. Yeah, the size of Alaska is pretty uh, intense, and I actually didn't realize it until I got up here, because um, I thought, you know, Texas is one of the bigger states. But if you actually look at an overlay map of Alaska on the what we call, like, the lower 48, the mainland United States, you know, the very north point is, like, right up there, you know, toward, like, Minnesota, Michigan, and then... Southeast stretches all the way to like Alabama um, and the Aleutian Island chain on the southwest side, you know, goes all the way through North Texas and even into New Mexico and Arizona. So basically, you know, the, the whole state of Alaska, I think, is almost double the size of Texas. That's huge. I had no idea it was that large. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about Anchorage first, because that's obviously the place where people will fly in. Um, I'm not sure if that's where the ships go, but Anchorage is the largest city in yes. Alaska. Yeah. What's, what's to offer in, Alaska, in Anchorage? In Anchorage, you know, it's, it's not like necessarily, I wouldn't say it's known as a tourist destination, um, but it's definitely the hub of like shopping and, and, and general stuff that people need. Like I, I've heard of a lot of people coming um, to Anchorage and making like a huge Costco run and then going up to a village, you know, up north for like, they might have food for like six months. Or, or And so Anchorage is a, is a big city for Alaska standards. I think, I want to say it's almost about the size of Boise, Idaho, maybe like 250,000 people. And the whole state's population is like 750,000 people. Well, Anchorage is the place to go when you first touch down. And, and you make a point because there's a lot of villages here. So people are not coming here to go to Anchorage. They're coming here like us going to remote parts of the state to see the beauty mm -hmm. that is surrounding all of us. So just to give our listeners a sneak peek into, like I said, we're in a car, so if it sounds a little bit different from my studio uh, produced it episodes, <laughs> it's different. But we are on a two-road highway, uh, and we have snow and forest on either side. So the snow has been as high as, what, about six or eight feet on the side of the road. Yeah, the berms are pretty tall. Berms, that's mm -hmm. the word, berms, uh, are very tall. And just forever you see just snow and trees. It's not like when you're in other parts of the states where you just see houses and communities. Mm -hmm. This is open and gorgeous. So back to Anchorage, deviated there for a minute. Um, we did go to a very nice restaurant. We'll give them a shout out. The, the Rustic Goat. The Rustic Goat. Mm -hmm. Amazing, yummy food, yeah. drinks. It was a super nice kind of like a, I mean, it was a little rustic industrial vibe um, they have really you know nice staff really good food it was it was super fun we had a fettuccine parma or no wait 
yeah. chicken marsala fettuccine. It was delicious, mm-hmm. creamy. I would highly recommend that. Yeah, and I had a good tomato soup and salad, and we had a glass of wine, and it was super nice. Yes, shout out to the Rustic Goat in yes. Anchorage, California. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> Forgot where I was. All right, so back on the road right now. So we uh, landed, and we are staying in, what's the town called we're staying in? We're staying in Talkeetna. It's called uh, Talkeetna. It's in the Matanuska Susitna borough, and it's just about a little over two hours north of Anchorage. Right, so we spent a little time in their quaint downtown. So sweet and special little shops. Mm-hmm. We were looking at, uh, we were trying to see Denali. Mm-hmm. So do you, can you tell us anything a little bit about Denali? Yeah, so Denali National Park is one of the, I, I want to say one of the biggest national parks in the state. And actually the mountain of Denali is the tallest peak in North America. And so when we get there today, which is where we're headed now, um, you'll be able to see there like some interpretive signs actually. Um, you know, and they show you the, the comparison of the peak of Denali as opposed to like Crater Lake in Oregon. Yeah, so I was also... Uh, reminded that Alaska has an estimated 100,000 glaciers. Mm. Is Denali part of that glacier or no? I don't, I don't know that. There are probably, I know that there are like little glaciers kind of all over, but most of the glaciers I've been to are in, I've only really traveled throughout South Central. I haven't even been this far north very often, um, but a lot of the glaciers that I've been to have been in, in South Central Alaska. <laughs> yeah, right. So, well, we hope to see some, right? I think a lot of people come here, especially on the cruise ships, at least the pictures I've seen, they have those beautiful glaciers that they can see from the boat. And I also read that Alaska has more volcanoes than any other state in the lower 48. That's surprising. Yeah, we actually, um, where I live on the Kenai Peninsula, which is about three hours driving time south of Anchorage, and it looks really small compared to the rest of the state, but it's about the landmass size of all of West Virginia, with only 56,000 people living so it's pretty remote as well. And we have a volcano kind of on the other side of the bay. It's called Mount Iliamna. And there was actually a, uh, an earthquake there a couple weeks ago. And we were nervous it was going to erupt, but it did not. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. Thankfully, it didn't. Well, one of the things on our trip here is we are in search of the Northern Lights. Like, that's the bucket list everybody, at least I, wanted to come and see. And we may or may not see them because of weather and clouds, but you have seen them before. So tell us about the Northern Lights firsthand. Yeah, I've only seen them once actually um, in Kenai, Alaska, down on the Kenai Peninsula. And my friend and I um, just parked at one one of the sports fields there in the parking lot. And we kind of looked out my my driver's side, you know, left side window, and um, we could see two pretty big pretty bright green ribbons kind of in the sky and it was it was I was taken aback to be honest it was like you know you see pictures and stuff and I took a photo and it like it does not say justice (laughs) no yeah it was it was much brighter much more striking when I you know to the naked eye but it was incredible yeah and I would love to see them they they say that your chances increase of seeing them the further north you go so that's why we decided to come up north rather than go back uh to where I live but it's been a little bit cloudy. Um, we drove for, well, maybe like an hour and a half last night, two hours, trying to, trying to, they call it chasing the lights. Um, and we did not see them, but 
we're crossing our fingers for tonight. <laughs> yes, I felt like a little bit of a storm chaser, but we were a light chaser trying to find them. And then I know all of us throughout the middle of the night either set alarms or got up when I went to the bathroom mm -hmm. to look out the window to see if we could see anything. I feel like at one point there was a few little ribbons in the sky, like we saw maybe just a hue of a, something that looked different. The skies here are so big mm -hmm. and black and dark, and then the, the stars are just... Amazing. There's so many more stars. Yeah. <laughs> right? It feels like the sky is like peppered with little bits of salt because everywhere mm -hmm. you look there's stars and they're not like that at home. So, yeah, they say when you they say when you can when it's clear enough to see a lot of stars that you should be able to see the light. So that's what we were banking on and then we just were unlucky a little bit last night. But <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. So the northern lights, also known as the Aurora Borealis, are an interaction between the Earth's ma uh, magnetic field and the particles emitted by the sun. So I was wondering, you know, what created that? Mm -hmm. uh, so we did look that up and find that out. There might be something out my window here. Let's pause. All right, we had to pause there for a minute because we saw something out of our window and it was Mount Denali. Yeah, it might have, might have been the peak. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. All right, we just saw Mount, do they say Mount or just Denali? Um, look straight ahead. Okay, so do a hand raise. All right, so we just saw Denali. Tell us again, <clears throat> Denali was, is? Is the, yeah, the tallest peak in the whole continent of North America. Incredible, and it's full of snow. And we can see it, yes, um, it's the tallest peak in the whole continent of North America, and we're driving on, it's called the Glen Highway, Highway 3. Um, we're driving north of Talkeetna, and we can see it actually right in front of us through the windshield. It's pretty intense. Yes, it is. So, like I said when I started, this is an unusual podcast because we are taking you with us on the road, literally. So, there might be some pauses as we pull over, stop, or chat and turn off the recording. But, amazing. It's just so gorgeous out yeah. here. Um, Alright, so we've talked about Denali. Going back to the lights. So, we may or may not see them because of the cloud cover. Right. However, they're gorgeous. You've seen them. Mm -hmm. And when you saw them, they were mostly green and blue just, mostly just green yeah okay. i think i think the blue color is the most rare and then when they get when they get pretty intense to like the you know the mid rarity color is red so i've just seen the green all right well we hope we're going to go on another search tonight and we're actually on our way to a winter festival at denali national park right now that's right well, we hope and pray that tonight we maybe see some lights. If we don't, it's okay. We've had an amazing trip. Uh, speaking of amazing, yesterday we had uh, brewskis. Yes, brewskis at the at the Denali Brewing Company. Great little, great little brewery in Talkeetna, Alaska. So shout out there. Yeah, it was yummy food, and they had spirits. Um, they make their own beer. Mm hmm. A, a big variety of ciders and beers. Um, and it was, I loved it because there was just all, it looked like all local people from Alaska. It wasn't yeah. touristy at all. Yeah. It was just, you could tell people it was a Friday night, we're getting off of work, and this is where they would congregate and get together with friends. It was fun to people watch. Yeah, yeah. Super fun. All right, go visit the Denali Brewing Company. Yes. All right, it's getting a little edgy in the car, bouncing around, talking away. We'll check back in shortly.
Hello, I'm back, but you can probably tell we are no longer in the car. So I'm going to finish the episode by giving you some of the highlights we experienced and some of the fun that we had. It was probably the shortest trip I've taken of late, but it was remarkable. Alaska is huge. It's beautiful. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's more than just the pretty picture. It's a place to rejuvenate. It just felt like I was one with nature and the world and just incredible. It, like I told my niece and my sister-in-law when we left, like it was not only a bucket list adventure, but it filled my soul in so many ways. Like I said, when we were in the car, there was nothing around for hundreds of miles. You would look and you would just see this a beautiful, abundant, natural beauty of the wilderness, of the sky, of the snow peaks. It was just incredible, and I highly recommend it. So where I left off in the car, we went to this winter festival at Denali National Park. Denali is 6 million acres of wild land, so Denali is not closed in the winter time. And what I appreciated was it was not packed. There were not a lot of people, and it's really far north. So during this time, the snow blankets the park, Daylight disappears pretty early, and the temperatures could plunge to a frigid minus 40 degrees. Thank goodness that was not the case when we were there. It was about 20 degrees. There was no wind, so it was such a pleasant day. And we visited the visitor center, and we walked around the park. There was lots of little signs telling you about the park and what to see. We got to visit the dogs that pull the snow sleds and there are dog working dogs that actually still do this and take the park rangers into the back countries of the forest we did see one couple snowshoeing out in the back country or maybe they were cross-country skiing i'm not sure but that was really interesting to see and so we went to this area where the sled dogs they have these big kennels and so we got to explore this park and so when you first came in there was a ranger that would meet you and tell you all about these dogs and how they worked and what they you know what their lifestyle was like so there were some in an area that were free roaming and multiple dogs beautiful dogs uh, were playing together and then there were others that were attached close to their little dog house and they all played with each other and it was so cool that people could just come up and play with them and touch them and ask questions. It was so fun. So these Denali, they call them the canine rangers, connect the, really the past to the present. And these sled dogs are basically the rangers and work with the rangers to protect the wilderness. And it takes the rangers into the back countries where there's not any roads. This has been a tradition, these sled dogs, since 1922. If you want to see some pictures, go to my Instagram page, melissa.botello. Super cute. Just amazing dogs. They're so furry. What I learned is they love the cold weather. They thrive at it. They can actually live comfortably into below zero, which made me start to think is in San Diego, where I am, I've seen a lot of these huskies. The ranger told us actually they shouldn't be living in warm climates. Climates. They're not meant for that. Their bodies are not built for that. And with all of their fur and insulation, they don't thrive. So 
They loved the snow and it was so fun to see him frolicking around. We didn't get to see him in action pulling the sled, but we did actually see the sled. So it was a pretty remarkable day to see this. There's just so much to do in such a little time, short time being in there just for the weekend. So there's so many winter outdoor recreations from skiing to cross-country skiing, uh, sightseeing on snowmobiles, watching the dog sleds or going on the tours, snowboarding. Of course, the Northern Lights, we already mentioned that. Unfortunately, we did not see a full-blown Northern Lights viewing. We tried. We were up every night. It just didn't work out, but that's okay. It just means I need to go back and see them again. I have seen pictures, and I definitely need to see that once in my lifetime. They are gorgeous, but it was a phenomenal trip. It was the most beauty I've experienced. We got to see a ice carving contest, which was pretty fun all kinds of different uh, carvings. There was a moose uh, with actually moose droppings, real moose droppings as the eyes. Uh, funny, we were on the lookout for a moose. They're all over the place. They cross. We saw so many of them when we were in the car just on the side of the road. But when we were in Denali, the national park, there was one literally running 10 feet from us and they run fast. So we stopped the car, got out, and got some pictures of him running down the road. That's also on my Instagram if you want to check that out. They're huge. Pretty amazing to be so close to the wild. One of the great things about Alaska. The other thing is the Alaskan native culture. Experience Alaska, seeing the native culture is high on the list for me. And when we went to the visitor center and even in the airport, wherever you go, there's so many different exhibits that you can see that talks about the native culture. The Alaska native culture strongly influences the, uh, the way of life in Alaska from the names of the rivers, the mountains, even the communities, architecture, it's all, it's, it's just the native culture is just woven throughout. About 15% of Alaska's 730,000 residents are Alaska native. So 730,000, 15%. And of this native population, there are over 300 different dialects. That's that's amazing. Many Alaska Native people live in villages scattered all along the coastline in the rivers of Alaska, where they still practice traditional hunting and fishing lifestyles. In all five regions of the state and in the community, communities, both large and small, the culture and history are shaped by the Alaskan Native language, artwork, storytelling, and ceremonies. We did not take a Native tour, but I know that there are plenty to offered from day tours, uh, tr traditional tours, and something of an option if you go to Alaska. If I ever go back, I will go in the summertime because I can only imagine all those mountains and the vast land of wilderness is so beautiful during the summer. I hear it rains a lot. Everything is green, but there's so many rivers from kayaking um, to lakes to streams for fishing, for camping, which I love. So, so many things to do there. So I didn't leave my entire heart in Alaska, but I know I left a piece of it. And with my niece, it got cut off in the beginning, but that was my niece, Camille, who is a reporter in Alaska and on assignment there. And so hopefully I'll get to go back and visit her again soon. So thanks for listening to our podcast on the road with Biswell in Alaska. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.